0: Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 2, Chapter 39. We're picking back up. Nice. Right where we left off. It is the fourth day of Neth. We're on top of the hill there, overlooking the Selen Starling down in the harbor, the town. Oh, and we're overlooking what remains of Dr. Bergman Trice, after the party murdered him a second time. I take umbrage <laughs> with the word murdered in this case. Also, this was clearly uh, self defense. I wasn't
1: there the first time.
0: It's true, 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 true. So let's see. I believe Tima is still active. and I, You want to put her away there, Katie?
1: I mean, I like to stay, but Dora has different ideas. Mm-hmm. So Dora is going to make a concentration check. Excellent. Uh, with a DC equal to 10, plus cast level, that's 14. Let's see what happens, Dora. She doesn't always make this. No. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a gimme.
0: She just makes it. Oh, excellent. Ooh, what happened? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, and, and speaking of checks, I did realize as soon as we finished last week that the Revenant actually has spell resistance. But the nice thing about those rolls which we are now doing for the most part inside Roll 20 this season, is that those rolls were made and Dora did indeed uh, pass both of those. So... Tima. uh, Tima did. So the revenant was slain as described.
1: Tima just willy-nilly spending Dora's shame points. Yeah,
0: there we go. There we go. So now that we've
2: saved the town of (laughs) (laughs) Thrushmore,
0: Let's move on to greener pastures,
2: huh? Let's take a bath and get some beers.
3: So as we're literally all sort of like, the three of us at least, that are all covered in the gore of Dr. Brigman Trice, mm-hmm. Roni looks over at Grip and says, uh, I uh, hope this face is starting to look a little better.
4: As he I'm still wipes very, away. I'm still very <laughs> confused. But I'll get used to it, I suppose.
3: Fair enough.
1: Door turns and looks at the Stella. Which is why we came
2: here. Ray offers to heal Grip.
4: Yes. Grip will allow it.
3: <laughs> Roni is uh, reaching into the handy haversack to see if there's anything at all to wipe all of this gore and blood off of himself and off of uh, his
0: tattered, tattered remnants of Dr. Lissandro's curtains are probably still tucked in there. There you go.
1: She had some massive fucking curtains.
2: Uh, I'm going to hit the Wand of Cure Light Wounds on you a couple times just to... Yeah, use up those it. charges if that's okay.
3: I'm sure that this is probably a no, but does uh, Dr. Brigman Trice Revenant at large have anything at all other than like the tatters of clothes that he's been wearing for the past three years?
0: No.
1: Thank you. You, al- you already stole that stuff the first time you killed him. <laughs> there we go. That's <laughs> what I assume.
4: I think we've already spent that money. <laughs> yeah, that money's been spent.
2: 15 so far. How are you there?
4: So I'm at 34 of 46.
2: Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I rolled well on these next two hits, so that's uh, 18 more.
0: Uh, I'm at full. Great. Fantastic. Thank you.
1: Can you give me some spell slots back?
2: I don't have a wand for
0: that. (laughs) So Ray knits up, magically knits up, grips vicious, vicious claw wounds all over his body, all over his face and deep gouges dug into his neck. Where the Revenant was throttling the life out of him. And let me turn our attention back up to the star, Stella. The star has so many points. So, So this towering 12, 15 foot stone monument, largely cylindrical, but a big chunk of the top half is cut down its plane. So, there's a flat surface with this very intense, the longer you look at it, almost throbbing feeling. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's like an 11-pointed star. It's very strange. And then all these other symbols etched all over the front of it. And as I described a couple sessions ago, even though it's a murky day, it's gray, there's clouds in the sky drizzling a little bit, uh, the stone is yellow and it, it seems, it's not glowing, it's not radiating light, but it seems to have a sheen. It seems to be brightly colored despite the environmental conditions. Ray's going to detect magic.
1: And Dora will detect psychic significance.
3: And Roni's going to just kind of go up to it and start sniffing around and checking it out, seeing if he is able to see anything or use any of his various knowledge skills to gain any knowledge about it.
0: Great. Ray, you open your senses up to the presence of magical auras, and you are immediately confronted with a sensation you have yet experienced, which is viewing the radiation of magic off of an artifact. Oh, God. The potency level of the auras coming off of this thing are, according to the book, overwhelming. Oh
1: boy. Be careful.
0: Yeah, so the first time that Ray experiences this, uh, you know, he has to sort of, he has to open himself up a little bit. And I can imagine this this sensation of these intense waves of light coming off of this stella that only you can see just drive you back a little bit as you are you are you are facing something that was created with magic that is power, more powerful than normal mortal magic
2: this power is unworldly
0: dora as you open yourself up to psychic significance she's confronted with a very similar experience of a rush of light and energy that is beyond anything she has yet been exposed to. And it's a different, you know, you're you're detecting different kind of energies. And I think what you are feeling off of this is the sheer psychic weight of the number of people to whom this represents significance and the number of unknowable, incomprehensible alien minds That may have also experienced some degree of significance, connection, etc. with it.
1: This ain't from around here.
0: Sure doesn't feel like it. Do we know,
4: do we have a sense of what type of stone it is? Is
1: there a planes check to be made on it?
0: Let me tell you about checks.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Robert, let's come back to the question about the stone after I finish these. Remind me about it. Yep. So checks-wise, first check we can make here is a uh, spellcraft on Ray's spellcraft check on Ray's part to see if he can figure out what these auras do. I'm real good at those.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I rolled an 18.
0: Ray can't even begin to process how he would understand what this thing does. He, it's, it is pure confusion to him. Hmm. You know, I mentioned. I think I mentioned the first time you detected the aura on Red Destiny. Like, like Ray noted that as, like, "Whoa, that's a, that's an incredibly potent magic item relative to all the shit we're we're, you know, walking around with." The leap beyond that to this object is so exponential that Ray's mind is just, this might be unknowable.
2: I don't have much experience identifying magical items, as you all know <laughs> and have seen, but this thing
0: truly is beyond me.
1: You got Red Destiny eventually.
0: Eventually. Dora and Roni. I would be able to take knowledge arcana checks on the sigils that are inscribed upon it. And I think I would allow a knowledge local check. Oh that's supposed to be about people. That's fine. That's fine. Make a knowledge local check. um, or history. Tell you what. The two of you can make each of those checks. If you're gonna do local or history, make your choice. I'll do local. Great. I'll do history. Let's start with Arcana. 19. 24. Unknown. These, and to Rony, Johnny, I think he would process this as, like Dora might look at them and go, I'm, I'm not, I don't recognize those sigils. And I think Rony's processing them a little more like, those are of, a, of an ilk, of a language, of a foundation of a something that is unrecognizable to you. Got it. Feels other otherworldly to you. And then from both of you, either your choice, uh, local or history, and I'll sort of uh, flavor a response. 23. Oh. Oh, 23.
1: Uh, 29 history. Wow. Okay. I'm not spending a shame point. No.
0: no, no, no. <laughs> Fun. Okay, I'm going to use these to kind of talk a little bit about something that happened in book one. Uh, as we've talked about I have to get a little creative when I think about how each of you makes knowledge checks relative to what I know about what happened to your memories and relative to how close things were to you in your life. And as the two of you are standing up here, processing this thing and looking across the way on the other side of town to the other hill with the standing stone on it, and then casting your eye around town You do not see a third. And we're reminded of the fact that in the library, when she was very ill, Dora said, you know, while stroking Reynard with all very seriousness, Oh, there are three standing stones in Thrushmore. Everybody knows that. And as you're standing here looking around, you see only two standing stones. But you're dredging through what you vaguely remember about the history of town that has little to do with you, you know, from history... And you do recall that, yes, at some point, there were three standing stones. But in recent history, that's just not been the case, that this is a town that has two standing stones, kind of like the island has two standing stones. Something at some point happened to one of the standing stones, whether it was moved, hidden, changed.
1: Are you suggesting that Dora made a mistake or that perhaps she has tapped into something else?
3: Or that that is a recent
0: thing that happened?
1: I'm suggesting that... Or that that it
0: was something that we were a part of. Probably Dora is processing it now as, in her personal experience, it seems unlikely that there were ever three standing stones here, because she probably would have remembered... uh,
3: To the world at large, it is known that there are three, but somehow something happened here, locally, where there are only now two.
1: I don't think that's what you're saying. I think you're saying the world would say there's two standing th- stones in Thrushmore.
0: Correct. Dora was remembering that historically there were three there were standing three. stones. Mm-hmm. But you should you should feel pretty comfortable feeling like there were probably not three any time Dora lived here. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Finally word that in a way that makes sense? Okay. Yeah.
1: Right. Because it was a history check and not a memory check or an intelligence right. check. Right. She's pulling something out of a book, one of her books personalities read at some point. Exactly,
0: exactly. So I'm having to do a little dance sometimes with what I say. And like I said, like I said last book, my policy will never be to give you bullshit answers that are intended to drive you. But I might occasionally give you something that will clarify later, if that makes sense. Yep. But the symbols are indecipherable to the both of you.
1: So Dora had offered to do a psychometry reading here, but the um, intensity of rays Detect spell gives her
0: pause. Yeah, I think I think it should. Yes. Is anybody? Does anybody want to touch it? I would have. I would absolutely have touched it by this point. Okay. I would All have right. already done that. All right. Do you have the use magic device skill?
3: Nope.
0: Anybody have it? No. That might be one of the holds in the party. It's funny that that's up being the case. So as Roni lays his hand on the star Stella your finger the end of your fingers do tingle almost as though it's mildly charged Mm -hmm. electrically Mm -hmm. is kind of how a modern person might process it and you hear it starts very slowly at first but a, a blossoming sense of of a subtle whispering starts to develop inside the back of your skull Nothing you can quite make out as you're sort of probing it around with your fingers and walking around and checking it out. But you're aware that there's energy in this object and there is some sort of communication effect. What, what do we see? Is it like a song? Is it... No, it's just like...
1: It's going to drive you up a okay. wall.
0: Like, Would it
3: be like when it was a thing to like have like a CB radio or like a radio like when you're a kid where you're trying to like mess with the dial and slowly you're getting... You're going through a lot of gray noise and static and then maybe Uh you hit on a voice a little bit. Is it something
0: like that? Maybe it is. And maybe you aren't doing or don't have or aren't what can quite narrow in.
1: Wow. (laughs) That was some words you just said.
0: (laughs) A lot of words there. (laughs) Um, But Johnny, it it would be a profoundly disturbing experience. Got it. Like a a sanity
1: check? Oh yeah,
0: that's what it. Mm. You can tell that, like, if you knew what these words were saying, maybe it would drive you mad. But the experience is, uh, because it's so subtle, it's so subtle. So I want to describe what you're experiencing, make sure you know it it feels unsettling, but it's not. It's 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 the CB radio thing, right? Like you haven't quite locked into the frequency.
3: So when he when he touches it and starts to get that, feel that kind of thing, like he pulls his hand back real quickly, and then he kind of looks around at everybody to see if they saw him do that and then he kind of steals himself and puts his hand back on it like he's tired of running away and tired of
0: hiding Excellent excellent to just see if he feels anything else and feels the same thing feels great. The same thing. And the rest of you observing this don't see any visible uh, effect. There's no like extra light or anything like that. Do we uh, is it is it mundane stone that this is made out of? Thank you, thank you. I don't know stone, but as you look around the area and you you know you passed all those cliffs on the mm-hmm. way up, whatever the prominent stone of the area is, if it's sandstone, whatever it may be, it looks as though it was made here. Okay, th- that uh-huh. it it comes from the stone of the area. Gotcha. And even though it's a weird ass color right now, the quality of the stone feels uh, feels local. Okay. Can I
3: make an engineering check to figure out how hard it would be to break this thing?
1: DC-1, wicked hard.
0: <laughs> Not that I'm going to, but he's just looking at it and wondering about that. I don't think you need to make a check. Like, assuming, like, take, take, take out the supernatural and magical component. Mm-hmm. You get a hammer, a chisel, you get a sledgehammer, you get a whatever. You could probably smash it down. But, you know, as a group, processing what Ray learned about the fact that it's an artifact. Oh, Knowledge Arcana check. All right. 21. That'll do it. As Roni's pondering this question, he does recall that if it is indeed an artifact, as Ray says it is, that artifacts are uh, almost across the board, completely indestructible, except for... One specific thing. Think about like the ring yep. and Lord of the Rings. Like if you drop it in the volcano or as man, then then this it'll be probably
1: not a hammer and chisel. Probably not a
0: hammer and chisel. Okay. Got it. <laughs> I'd love to read. I'd, I'd love to read to you what it would take, but we don't know that yet.
1: Is it the same yellow as the city in the prologue? One hundred percent. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: Haster yellow. It would
4: feel. <laughs> Is that the name of the crayon? Ha- Haster
1: <laughs> yellow. <laughs> the king
0: oh, in Haster I yellow. I like this though, Kenny. I like this. So pondering that question, as you do all look at it, I think each of you in your own way, in your own time, would start to feel like... Looking at a mask thrown to our As faces. I think about what I saw in that vision of that city, this would feel right at home there maybe even start to question, did I see them there?
1: I'm not entirely sure.
0: Are they there and here? Maybe, yeah. And is this a thing you think you would all be talking about? Yeah. Yeah, we are on a
1: large hill, yeah? Yeah. So can we look down into the town from here? Yes. Does the layout feel at all familiar from that?
0: No, but I'm glad you you used a word, layout. Mm -hmm. I'm going to piggyback on as you all start to talk about this experience of like, yeah, this thing feels right at home with what I saw, you do all come to the discovery that you did not all see the city in the dream in the exact same way. So like, Ray- We are not on
1: the same floor plan.
0: Right, like Ray talks about, oh, I went this way, and then I saw a wall, then I did this. And in memory, I was like, no, there was just this body behind me, and then I went this way to an alley where I eventually found- Gull, but Gull described going this way, and you know, Gull threw a thing into a. He threw his torch into the t- a tall building right beyond the uh, Tatterman. Well, there was no tall building there. Grip is thinking like on that side there was just like, like a one-story shack. The tall buildings were behind me.
1: Because when we were nine, we were all in separate places.
0: <laughs> maybe so. Hmm. maybe so. And it's hard to know exactly for sure. of course, what pieces of what you were experiencing were dragged in by Oliver Andalus, What pieces mm-hmm. were, you know, your own right, mental right, state, right. or what pieces if you were experiencing this city? Knowledge What? Planes. Arc- Arcana. So Arcana. Fucked
3: Arcana. up. That, feel, that feels plain one way high. You tell me. It's oh, it's, it's not planes.
1: <laughs> Why can't it be plain? Oh. Doesn't matter. It's the same roll.
3: 15. 16. <sighs>
1: okay, I aid? Okay. Go. Get it. Get <laughs> it didn't up to been, an 18. didn't happen. Yeah.
0: Still, uh, still uh, that's, that's where you're left at.
2: Is there any sort of religious connotation, uh, like a mirroring of heaven on earth, a connection between the afterlife and the life
0: Yeah, here. give me, give me, a, give me a religion check. I'll take a religion check. You can do that too, Johnny, right? Yep. Okay. 16 on the die plus 7 is a
2: 23. 18.
0: As this conversation's happening and Ray is pondering the object, Ray would realize consciously something that we're probably, I imagine, all thinking that this is very clearly tied to the worship of Haster in some way. We knew very little about Haster beyond his description as the king in yellow. Um, him was not to be named an imprisoned being, perhaps. But sort of pulling those memories back into this moment, staring at it, this feels like an object tied to his worship. And I, th- I think, you know, maybe it's just his goth nature, but um, <laughs> I think he would also process this as an implement of life or death in some way that he'd be, he'd be, his brain would be kind of jiving on that, but not quite, quite high enough to get any detail beyond that.
3: Hmm. Roni is pondering if if this was a, like an escape hatch for Haster, hmm. like this was a way to get out. Hmm. This was them trying to figure out, like, some of his servants going, okay, this is both a way in to send food or worshippers or whatever there, and then also maybe a way ultimately... To get out and bring them here but right now he says uh, well uh, I think maybe we should get going
4: I want to get this thrice stink off of me <laughs> yeah
1: we should go see Sadie Rentz. she might be the only person in this town who knows what's going on uh,
2: unless we want to see Berwin Kissel, your assistant
0: up at the fort
4: I'm not quite ready to go there I don't think
1: Sadia does present a more neutral option, we think. I'm I'm a
4: little bit nervous of walking around in town at all, regardless of where we go, um, because I'm going to attract attention that I have not quite
0: decided what the best way to
4: handle that attention is going to be, right?
0: Yeah, I do want to talk about that. You do right now all look the way you look. You look like yourselves, you know, in different gear than people would probably be accustomed to seeing you in, and filthy and disgusting and still covered in dried bits of gore. But you do look like yourselves. Is that the plan to stroll in? see what happens
2: on our way here we passed by some abandoned buildings the bookshop might there be a uh, I know this doesn't sound like a good thing to do but could break in somewhere get ourselves cleaned up maybe find a change of clothes
0: hmm.
4: A change of clothes is not going to solve the, uh, the ultimate problem
2: but it will
3: be it will feel nice
1: I can change my appearance briefly a couple of times today.
0: How long does that last? A minute just per minutes.
1: Level? Per level. Yeah.
0: Could be useful.
4: I mean I don't think there's gonna be a way to make me look like not myself, so we may as well just resign ourselves and
1: Well, we should talk about what we might say if confronted. I mean you, you have the option of exerting your authority.
4: Honestly, I have a feeling that would probably be easier to pull off than trying to explain. Or we'll pretend. What everything is... What is uh, oh, I'm not a person. I was. Well, of course, are they going to fucking believe that shit? I don't know. Simply trust me. Ray. Right. So it might be good, I'm sorry, to interrupt their son, but it might be best for them to think I might just hold off and... Put my fist through their fucking face, and if it gets them to leave us alone, Indeed. however, that might make them not willing to talk to us and give us quest- uh, answer questions that we want answered. Right?
1: Well, we're talking about getting around.
2: I think the, between the two of us, grip, we could uh, put off a pretty intimidating aura, and uh, can at least make our way from one place to another without being harassed by regular townfolk.
1: Then we merely have to um, work out how to get people we want to talk to us to talk to us.
3: I got a way to do that. Hmm. Does it
1: involve torture? (laughs) Just out of curiosity. No. All right. I'm on board.
3: It does involve this. And I pull out Winter's
0: badge. The badge of a royal accuser. I think we likened them to SS security uh, intelligence officers.
1: But there's no reason to believe that anybody here would not be recognized, right?
3: No, but we say before the Baron took off, we were made accusers, and you're going to help us.
1: So Uh. long as we don't actually hurt people, if they don't tell us what we want to know, I'm all right with any plan.
3: I'm not interested in hurting anybody.
2: But our tactic then is to intimidate and uh, deceive? I
4: think only if uh, let's not just walk right in and start, you know throwing it around. Let's see how we're If we are if we are accosted, if we are approached, then I think that I think I think we're going to be more efficient more effective, rather with a stick than we are with a carrot.
1: We don't really have any carrots, anyway.
4: No, I would love a carrot, though. I'm
1: starving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not on your filthy sack?
3: <laughs> we gotta figure out what to do for all those people in the boat.
1: Yes, about that. In the light of day, I'm a little concerned that we were hasty in trusting the people of the ship.
3: From where we are, can we see the ship? Yep. Is it docked? Yes. Does it look like it's getting ready to move away or in any way, looks shape, exactly or form? looks
0: exactly as you left it. At this point... Because, you know, the flow of refugees was still going deep into the morning. So you're probably seeing uh, a bunch of people up on deck, maybe stretching out, wa- you know, washing off, uh, breathing the air that's not filled with fog and ghouls and stuff. Things look pretty calm down there, even to Dora's eye.
3: <laughs>
0: you have fair though, reason to
3: be paranoid.
0: Where is rent? I will put, because it would be dis- it would have been described to you easily by... Captain Freeling, I will put the Sleepless Agency on the map for you. Boop. Everybody see
3: it? Yep. And where
0: would the uh, the smithy be? Binter's smithy is to the west of the other stone, Stella Hill. I'll pop that on the map for you. Hmm. Let's see what else would be prominent enough that she would have told you. Well, she would have told you. It's. She would have easily been able to tell you where the Ferrasman Church is in town, kind of directly south of the smithy. You can see it right there. It's called mm-hmm. the New Chapel. There is an inn in town called the Silver Wagon. It's at the base of the hill below Fort Hill Course. I just put that on the map. Mm-hmm. And there is a bar called the Stain, and that's <laughs> on. <laughs> The west edge of town <laughs> That there. is
1: the best named bar it's I have ever encountered in the game.
3: I'm it's willing to bet that I probably am like a part owner of that or something. <laughs> Johnny the Player is interested in going to Venture Smithy because uh, Rony is at a level now where he can actually transform his alchemical torch from a regular alchemical torch into a masterwork. Ooh, Alchemical torch nice. for a mere—I think it's like 150 gold pieces or something I'll like that.
2: Let's look it up. Do you want to go back to the to the Starling just to check it out before we do anything else? It seems to be something that you're hinting at, Katie. You, know, you can go back there, detect thoughts, ask for any sort of credential.
0: Where's your credential?
2: Other than Dabwix, we also talked about. About, and once we do that, we could
3: say, and maybe Here's some money to go and get some food for everybody, kind of thing, if yeah. we want to do that.
0: You could pop off a quick detect thoughts.
1: Yeah. That, that's sort of what I was thinking. Um, you mean th-
0: like the 40 gold pieces you have on hand or something? That's what yeah. you're thinking. Okay. Yeah.
4: Uh, how about we go, we do a quick check in at the Starling, give him some money, Dora detect does thoughts. a detect thoughts. And then I think before we try to accomplish anything, we should see if we can get a room and those of us that are gory can at least clean the gore off us because... uh
0: I would So now that you're on top of this hill, you can look down, like sheltered in the nook uh, at the base of the hill on the south side. There is an actual stretch of beach down there. It's not too, too far from the ship. It's just out of view from the ship. But it does look like there's a place, like, like a sheltered area down there. If you simply want to go down, clean up in the lake, wash your clothes, that, that's easily doable. I
1: think we should just because it might be weird if the four of us go and book a room in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might be like, true. why don't you just go to where you live over at that place that we don't know what it is, you know?
0: Your home is right yes, there.
1: you can literally see it from here. Where <laughs> do I live?
0: <laughs> so so what I'm hearing the plan is check in on the ship, clean up a bit. Johnny, you were saying that there's like 40 gold pieces or something left in the haversack. If things aren't sketchy, give some money to Captain Freeling yep. uh, for what's been... For the food that's been used so far, and then move back into town, assuming there's no combat on the ship deck.
4: And then, in, yes, and then in that case, um, maybe just go right to the to the sleepless. Building, yeah, as opposed, and that way, like, that's honestly better because we're not to go to the
0: silver wagon. We'd have to traipse through town, so mm-hmm. this is we I can think, sort of skirt. I most think of this the is better. The way. Yeah, the sleepless building is uh not too too far into town from uh, the road you'd have to take in from the island.
1: And we may have a history with Cassidy of rents that we don't remember.
0: Correct. That's right. Great. So I will. uh just to wrap up this piece of story I love where your brain went Katie but after a little bit of time some sense motive checks why don't you knock off a detect thoughts usability? I'll use my
1: um, daily ability perfect uh, you're
0: left feeling me. very comfortable that Captain Freeling is indeed caring for these people and has no ulterior motive. You probably would find out that she's a little worried about the long-term situation here, but she's also worried about the long-term situation of her ship and the fact that her uh, her supply of lumber isn't here. She doesn't know if it's even going to get here. But as folks are settling in on the ship for today, it looks as though like you got a day window here where they're feeding people, people are getting cleaned up, uh, the nurses among them are taking care of people. I'm guessing there's probably been a couple of disappearances by this point. One or two people jumped off the side of the ship and went on their way, right? Not everybody's going to be accounted for. But by and large, the folks that you know uh, seem well taken care of.
4: And Paul, now your crush can maintain its, you know, its its innocence and purity. You're so not in love wonderful. with the slaver. Right.
1: Um,
3: Quick question. Right. I have an unidentified ring from the Tatterman. Have we done a roll on that today?
0: We have not. Go ahead, Paul. <laughs> Here comes, no that, four. Here comes a that four. Race, Give yourself a guidance. Give yourself a guidance.
2: I gave myself a guidance but I still rolled an 8, which is total of 13 total. Oh no. It's
3: the most I'm going to put it on. I'm wearing it.
0: Oh, I better see so what it is.
3: We do also have the plus 1 war razor from the Tatterman that could ah. Totally be something that could be traded for a lot of yeah. money.
0: Should a fight break out. Just uh, remind me that you're wearing that ring there. Will do. Johnny. <laughs> will do. All right. So we can leave the ship feeling confident that nothing sketchy is happening there. Not entirely confident that Captain Frithing will stay here forever or take care of these folks forever. But you've left some money with her to compensate for the food that has been spent. She accepts that eagerly. And I'm uh, making your way back into town?
1: Yeah. hmm
0: You make your way down that road through that copse of trees. And you pass, again, the, the booklayer shop. And it is indeed completely closed up, and uh, it's got a faded insignia on its sign over the door depicting a bricklayer constructing a wall of books, Hmm. which probably, of course, would have a warm Mm. feeling to Dora and a, a feeling of familiarity associated with it, that this idea of building a wall brick by brick that she's had in the past may actually be about building a wall of knowledge, book by book.
1: Mm. Nice.
0: It does seem, you know, the buildings that you had seen later in the evening were shuttered and closed up. This seems sealed up, as though maybe it has not been opened
1: recently.
3: Perception check? Sure. traps and things like that?
1: Like people are hiding in there?
0: That is a... 26. Uh, Yeah, as you're sort of... uh, checking it out from the front as you're passing, looking around, you know, peering in windows and stuff. No sight of any traps. And as you get sight of the interior of the shop through maybe a little crack uh, in 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 an old shutter on the outside, you see what was probably at one point a very cluttered bookstore based on the number of shelves and tables you see that clearly at one time held a lot of books based by all the the dust rings, like mm-hmm. where the books had been, though it's mostly empty right now, and there's a lot of dust in there, and cobwebs in the corner. It looks it looks pretty run down. Unused. Disabled device. You can break in? Yep, 26. Alright, you're in. It is empty and abandoned. There's some books left lying around. Without making any rolls, you could tell
1: probably
0: the least valuable of whoever's stock this was.
1: Psychic significance?
0: Yes. As you open yourself, you get this feeling of being surrounded and enveloped as if this location, this business, this choice of a life was deeply, deeply significant to somebody. It's got the psychic feeling of a first-generation small business owner who succeeded where everyone told them that they were going to fail. That Mm. that kind of sense, if that makes sense. Mm. But now it is empty and abandoned.
3: Toss the place for anything. Detect magic.
0: Uh, No magic, nothing of value to find. Notably, Johnny, as if it had been cleaned out.
3: Okay. Okay. But at least a place for us to that's off the ship if we want to go someplace. It's a place to go.
0: Absolutely. And it is, is—it is, you know, just outside again, it's like on the island side of town here, a little out of view of the downtown area.
3: Continue on? Yep. So we've at this point, we've gotten ourselves cleaned up so we're not yep. covered in gore and not stuff. Not covered like in gore. Great.
0: Continuing on into town, the map that we have here is Beautiful, a little representative, but you can kind of tell as you'd be winding through the next turn there, you see what is depicted as a small outcropping of smaller buildings. And then off to the left there, that looks like a more run-down neighborhood, and it seems a little dreary down there. As you pass this cluster of houses on your right, you do see for the first time something that Captain Freeling had described to you. You stumble across your first mural chalked on the side of the wall of one of these houses is this incredibly elaborate like eight foot tall covering the first floor of the house wrapping around the corner depiction of a representation of something that would feel right at home to you with what you saw in that first nightmare Hmm. this same city and it is done in a combination of black charcoal and yellow chalk and it is spectacularly done and you know that today it's raining
3: is it done as if by the style of Zandalus
1: or Matt (laughs) Walquist
0: we love your art Matt we do No, you would not feel like, oh, Zandalus did that. Okay. You would feel like an artist almost photographically captured what it's like to look into this city. And this one, so it's raining, it's drizzling a little bit, so it's probably also running like the charcoal and the chalk is like running down the wall. So it looks like the city is melting. Mm-hmm. And as you catch sight of this the first time and you look across the, the, the street down into this more rundown part of town, you do see on... Like every fifth building, the signs of another image similar to this. Great. Awesome. How encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> and not magical in any way, shape, or form. Oh, they do not register as magic, and they do not register with psychic significance. Hmm. You head down past this group of houses to a stone bridge going over this part of the waterway, which at this, at this part of town, it would look like a river, as you can see on the map there mm-hmm. even though it's just you know the lake itself separated by island and shore but it's there's a nice like runnel of water through through this part of town that that is left with this feeling of of a river and this this bridge is big enough for boats to go under it, so it's kind of a, a tall, arched, kind of gothic-y stone bridge that lands at the other side, right at the base of the fish market, which is where you saw glowing Jenny and uh, the guard kind of, like, looking sketchy out there yeah. uh, the other night. Uh, heading over the bridge? Yep. Yes. Perception checks from everybody. Oh, ooh. Uh, grip? Eleven. Dora.
1: 22. Roni. 18.
0: And Ray. 20. Uh, maybe by pure matter of coincidence, Roni and Grip are on the left side. They're looking kind of to the northwest there, and Dora and Ray are on the, on the right side, looking down to the southeast. And there is another little peninsula jutting out from the land there that has a few houses, including kind of notably one house all by itself at the end of this peninsula. Can you all see that one there? Mm -hmm. might have just caught your eye there. And near one of these little islets, very, very small islands, maybe just about like 20 feet wide, you do see the two of you. You see what looks to be something on the side of the island It's kind of scanning the area, looking up to the hill where you just fought the revenant, and looking around, and you only see like the top of the head, so they're they're underwater.
4: Mm. And I'm sorry, we we are on the bridge You're on so the bridge right now. Okay.
0: Emerging from the water behind this low island, and you only see enough of the top of its head to get the sense of like giant eyes. Your immediate thought would be frog bigger than a human. It's like something with bulging eyes kind of atop its head. About the size of a, of a humanoid, so, uh, you know, for what that's worth. And you just briefly catch sight of this thing with bulbous eyes emerging from the water, scanning the area, very specifically scanning the Star Stella Hill, and then, shloop, dipping back into the water. Did you see that?
1: I did. Hmm. Does anyone know who it was?
0: Knowledge local checks, if somebody wants to describe it to somebody who has those. Yes. It's some kind of, like...
2: Fish Frog Man thing. Oh, wow. Uh, 30. 32.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, that's the Fish Frog Man. <laughs> oh, it's good old Fish Froggy. <laughs> I love him. That's
2: Fish Frog Jenny. <laughs> no relation. <laughs>
3: uh, it's, it's weird. After being in the asylum for so long, there's like a certain level of like creepiness that I feel like existed there and tension. And it's so weird to not have that just walking around town. Walking around town where I feel like it has to be like a feel like a very strange thing be walking around outside. Yes. And for the first time have like a memory of being like this is what it's like to be outside. A
0: person. This used to be our life.
3: Yeah. Yeah, But like not having the memory of that so I feel like it's a very strange feeling to be like I was born 11 days ago and this is my first experience of what it's like to have
4: Freedom. Maybe a little agoraphobia going on. Oh, it's like, yeah, could be. Just a healthy dose of paranoia, I think yes. uh, we should all have uh, since we're now in Innsmouth. <laughs>
0: we are definitely in Innsmouth. <laughs> there,
3: there's that, and there's also just this sense of, for for Rony, like the idea that there's like a lot more to the world than, than I thought, even there with is this. There's much more
1: in yeah. heaven and earth, guy who used to be Gulliver.
0: So when Ray describes what he saw to Rony, Roni recognizes what this probably was, which is a scum S-K-U-M S-K-U-M, S-K-U-M. They oh. are horrific hunchbacked, green-skinned humanoids with frog-like heads, but with these giant toothy fish mouths and with that check way up in the 30 there 30s there johnny you'd sort of know a little bit about their history they're they're very very ancient they were created thousands and thousands of years ago by the aboleths when they ruled the world those giant like brain control fish monstrosities Jeez. okay they were created as warrior slaves to wage war upon the land by mm. these fish overlords the aboleths are gone but they they were left behind so they, they exist at, at the bottom of the biggest lakes of the world at the bottom of the sea they do not age and barring death, death by disease or violence they can live forever but uh, this in near immortality is crippled by the fact that they are incapable of reproducing among themselves mm. they're all male, they were designed that way to be essentially so like cannon fodder so they are they take out their rage and harm with their painful bodies and their never-ending lives by enacting hard. Great, that's what you Toothy
1: fish mouth. Toothy fish mouth. Baby fish mouth. <laughs>
0: uh, continue on.
1: Yes. I mean, sure. It's just a just one more thing. Scum. Whatever.
0: Adding, adding Johnny to your sense of growing dread around each corner as you are in a larger <laughs> space, but uh, things are going to start to start to see some weird shit.
1: So we're going to veer. To the to the right off the bridge, right, and yes. like take that side road and avoid. Yes. yes.
0: So as you hit the bottom of the the bridge, there, there's kind of a little square there in front of the fish market, which you can see as uh, whoever described it. I don't remember if it was Dabwick or Captain Freeling, but kind of a, a large open atrium that's designed to hold a bunch, a whole bunch of like fishmonger stalls in there, and you see a smattering of folks in there. They're all going about their business, and a smattering of customers. Nobody's particularly noting a group of people coming off the bridge just yet. As we hit the base of this bridge, you can see that you are on what is labeled Market Street. And Ray, you have an experience. As you look to your right down the road, which you were had just decided you were all about to walk down, you are thrust back into one of the brief nightmares you had last book of walking down a street, trying to chase yourself to get yourself to stop, you were almost exactly right here. Though in the dream, of course, there were no people around, but you can tell that you were passing the base of this bridge, heading down Market Street towards the right, maybe towards the end of Market Street, as we learned about in one of the psychometry visions, where Dr. Vaticus had sent very young you
2: Ray Spitz
3: So this house is the one at the end of Market Street Don't go down there That place is not for children
0: Market Street continues all the way down here Past the new chapel All the way out to the end of the third island there Wow What did
1: that vision say to the witch's house? The wailing
0: house The wailing Wailing House. house So somewhere over here is the whaling,
1: whaling house. W-H-A-L-I-N-G
0: or W-A-I-L? W-A-I-L, the house of screams.
1: <laughs> not um, the house where they catch fish.
0: No, not the fishing house, the screaming house. Come on, what AP is this? <sighs> Continue there are lots on our way. of
1: people out and about near the fish market?
0: I'll say this. Yeah. If you decide to go left, like towards the fish market and up that way, people will be unavoidable. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you go to the right, towards where you're planning on heading, it's mostly just... Residential buildings on this part of the road, as far as you can see there. And there's nobody out and about at the moment. Looks like pretty easy to remain, a, to yeah, keep a low profile for now. Yeah, that's the plan.
1: That's All right. Really
0: cool. We make our way down to the Sleepless Building. It is a fairly large, two, like legit full on two story building. You know, as you're seeing a lot of these buildings up close, a lot of them have have a roof that is so peaked that it seems to be two stories. This building is actually two stories with a high peaked roof above that. Quite large. It's all black, all black with red, with a red roof. There is one door on the ground floor and it is closed up and the shutters are closed on the building.
1: Shall we knock?
0: Bang, 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 bang. Who is it? Sounds like a young woman's voice.
1: My name is Dora. Looking for information about what's going on in Thrushmore.
0: There's so a, you heard the unlocking of many locks on the inside. And the door opens to reveal a young human woman, baby face, probably in her early 20s, but could play a teenager in a John Hughes movie or something <laughs> in, the, in the 80s, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so she looks quite, quite young, dirty wavy blonde hair, and she, she's got a dagger in her hand and she's wearing leather armor. She looks up at the four of you. Holy fucking shit. She closes the door, and you can hear her scamper back. And that was in response to seeing. Now, this wasn't just a grip. This was Everybody. seeing Grip and Roni. She moved quickly. You didn't hear the door get relocked. I'm going to open the door and step in.
1: I'm going to let them go ahead.
0: <laughs> Who's following right behind Grip? Me. And then?
2: I suggest Dora first
0: and me in my the My Bringing you to a new map here. Ooh. Grip pushes in the door behind the young woman into an Open office space that looks exactly like a Renaissance era detective agency <laughs> should look. There are numerous desks. They're all like face to face with another desk, like like they're like detective partner uh, sharing a workspace kind of thing. And the room is filled with uh, one, two, three, four, five, five people, three women, two men, all on their feet now, drawing weapons as you come in. I'll describe them in more detail when things slow down a little bit. But the first, imp- the first thing. That you see and feel is this sense of motion and panic and threat. All of them, even the ones that may not be rogues, look pretty rogy. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they all look like criminologists or investigators. Even, like, the two that probably might, like, class-wise might be something else. Like, there's a young man with a musical instrument on his desk that's probably a bard, but maybe he's a bard rogue. And there's a woman off to the left that is clearly a Farazman Inquisitor because she's got the very traditional red fedora, like, giant fedora-like hat that you can picture from all that like, sort of iconic Paisa oh, artwork. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very old school looking Ferrasman Inquisitor, and as Grip comes pushing in, that woman is yelling, "Casadia! Casadia! Casadia!" And Grip, as you make your way in, you see a woman come stepping out of the office to your right there. So you see a sharp dapper-looking, like, middle-aged woman with high cheekbones, striking red hair in this elegant, fitted black dress. She's got piercing eyes, a, a, a wry twist to her lips, and she just exudes confidence and competence. I've got some art for her, too.
2: Oh,
3: yeah.
0: And in the <laughs> art, she's depicted with a, like a, a purple silk scarf draped over her right shoulder, which I think is super, super fun. And she's got, they've got her in a in a hat with a feather and a veil. Oh, she's so cool.
4: That is, um, she's totally giving side quests in a version of Assassin's Creed.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see if she serves a similar role here. So she comes out of the office, dagger in hand. What's the meaning of this? Well, 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 Constable, where have you been?
4: Well, I've been on the island now, haven't I?
0: What island is that? Briar fucking Stone Island. She, with this huge, huge grin, comes over her face. You were locked up, huh?
4: For a bit, yes, I suppose I was. Mm. You like that, do you? I love to
0: hear it, you piece of shit.
3: <laughs> R- Roni can't help himself, but he chuckles at
4: that.
0: What the fuck are you doing here?
4: Uh, Grip's going to do something he hasn't done <gasps> yet. <gasps> hmm. Um, just because I want to see how it plays. Okay. Because why the fuck not? Yeah. Um, he's gonna make an intimidate check, <laughs> just to, and what he's gonna. I'll, I'll. Should I roll it and then play it, or should I play it and then roll it? I think roll it and play it is fun. Let me ask you a question before I do this. Yes. What are,
1: <laughs> what are the consequences? Yeah. Of what is I guess, uh, before,
4: before I just cavalierly start doing this, <laughs> like what do I? So what I what I want to do is try to make an intimidation check to just make to 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 say we're not here to fight you if everyone will just calm down for a second we can explain i'll do it in character after i roll but like that is that is that something intimidate can even be used for
0: the idea would be if you don't stop threatening to attack me i'm going to kill all of you right <laughs> like that's the in- <laughs> yeah. you, you want to appear as You want to appear as strong and capable and dangerous enough to make everybody pause for a second. Is that that right? Okay.
2: You don't want this fight.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's the. That's the air I want to try to convey. Go ahead and play it a little bit then before you roll. We'll have
1: you roll just as as you can. Because if you play it really well, you might get a bonus. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. Thank you, Katie. Is there like so? There's like a little bench or a table next to me,
4: right? It looks like... like,
0: Yes, it looks like where a a witness would sit to talk to uh, an investigator. And the guy standing right immediately next to you is the bard looking type. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to, with my big meaty hand, I'm just going to slam it
4: palm down on the the table that's next to me. Yeah. And just go, look, if everyone will just take a step back and let us explain ourselves, no one's going to have to fucking get hurt today.
0: Okay, I like it. I like it. Roll it up. Roll it up.
4: Come on. Seven, 17 on the die plus 9 oh.
1: for a 26. Oh. Wait, is that
0: right? I think that's right. I Look think at I just read
1: Brawler using his skill. Yes, plus 9. Yes, That's a first, uh, isn't it?
0: Yep. Yeah. I love it. Everyone does take a step back <laughs> and calms the fuck down for a little second here, except notably. This Inquisitor in the red hat. Hmm. She does not flinch at all. <laughs> um, so the Inquisitor is staring daggers at you. And Casadia, Cassadia, like, all right, all right, all right. We're not going to set our weapons down. See? <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> I can't, I'm yes. This is fantastic.
3: Like that <laughs> really I love this.
0: But if you've got something you want to say, spit it up, man. My time is valuable and you're worth nothing. That's fair. Look. We've all of us
4: been in the asylum for reasons that we can go into later if you want, but they're nefarious, I'll tell you that. But we just all woke up 11 days ago in the asylum with not remembering who I was. I'm than who I was, believe me. But we just got back from the island and we don't know what's going on and we would like to find out what's going on. That's why we're here.
0: We would like to find out. What's going on?
4: Are you curious what was going on at the asylum at all? I know you know something was going
0: on. Bring your face over here, big boy. <laughs> all right. She's been watching you very closely as you talk. So, as Grit makes his way over to Cassadia, she reaches up a hand, kind of takes you by the chin, moves your head to the right, tears your head to the left, stares deeply in your eyes. Makes a sense, Motive Jack! Huh. What do you know? If what you say is true, I'm going to ask you to submit to some mental probing. Is that acceptable to you?
4: Actually, I think that would be fascinating, and I think it's a
0: great idea. See what you can find out in there. Okay, now she's, she's looking over at the others at this. Who, who was it? So I think maybe it was Captain Freeling who expressed shock at hearing you ask if you could do something. Like, they're all responding notably to uh, you going along with things, asking if you can do things. Like, they're they're responding very noticeably to that. She says, all right, I'll well sit down there. Uh, Shevin, come over here. Uh, Shevin is a dark-skinned, jet-black-haired beard, devastatingly attractive half-elf guy. I can tell from the token that he's very yeah, attractive. He's a he's a good-looking fella. And, and he says... I'm, I'm going to do this. Have at it. He casts detect thoughts. Do you want to just submit to it? Yeah. Okay. He scans you for a, a few seconds there. An action that you are all sort of used to seeing Dora do, but it is noticeably different. You know, he has to actually incant. Mm -hmm. He has to reach into his, like, spell component pouch, pull something out, he gestures with his hands, says some arcane words, and then he gets that same look of focus that Dora gets. But he's got to go through a whole other set of uh, uh, rituals in order to make this happen. So you you feel something knocking around in there for a little bit, grip. And then he takes a step back with kind of like a, well, holy crap, look on his face. And he gives a nod to Cassadia And she says, well, what do you know? 11 days, you say? Whereabouts, I... Eh? Tell me what happened. I don't need to recap the whole thing. What's, so, what's, the, what's the short version of this?
4: Um, short version, we... Similar um, to
0: what we said on the dock? Yeah. Yeah?
4: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Great, great. Well, we haven't heard anything about trouble out on Briarstone, but it doesn't surprise me the way everything's fallen apart around here.
1: What exactly is happening here?
0: Well, people are disappearing been disappearing for quite some time including you and she looks over at Roni she's been kind of avoiding your eyes and she finally looks into them narrows her own eyes even you
3: nice to meet you the name's Roni Stoetcher
0: <laughs> of course it is What is what will be next week dog boy I
3: don't know I keep learning new things.
0: I need just a second here to feel the feelings that I'm feeling, because, see, this is incredibly wild to me.
4: (laughs) Just uh, out of curiosity, what, uh, what name do you know
0: him by? Oh, it's a different one every week. Yeah, the thing with him is, you call him a name, he kills you. You can refer to him as, you know, various monikers he allows on whatever given week. All some sort of variations on animals.
4: Well, we're all of us riddles wrapped in mysteries, aren't we? So what are you doing back in town? <sighs> Trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. I mean, if I'm being perfectly honest, and I may as well, because you can read my thoughts. <laughs> I kind of like to kill Count Lowell's. But other than that, we want to try to find out what has happened to us and get our fucking lives back.
1: Are you searching for the missing people?
3: And also, there's a whole lot of people on the ship that need some help.
0: Okay, so we've filled her in on the situation on the ship. Great, she gives a nod back to the woman that has not yet been described, who is a halfling. Again, another disarmingly attractive person, young halfling <laughs> woman, piercing eyes, long black wavy hair. <laughs> Lucky, make a note of it. We have to send somebody over to the ship, see what we can figure out.
4: Who was the other sleepless agent? Didn't we? Did we meet? I
1: don't
0: meet think we a, know one. We didn't. To the best of our knowledge, we didn't meet one. We no, just, just found, found the, the, card. Business card for the business Kasadia. card. The business card that said, "Okay, thank you." But you did know another royal accuser. Is that what you're thinking of? Am I thinking of, Is that Winter? Winter's. Winter. Yes. Winter's partner.
4: Winter's partner, who we don't. We don't
0: know who that is. Like that's not someone we met, right? You know the name Omari. Okay. So your plan is to just come right back into town and pick up as if nothing happened. Is that what
4: I just said? I know I'm not very bright, but I don't know. I think that's what I just said.
0: Do you want to do some actual good around here? Is that what you're saying? I'm not opposed to it. Huh. What about you, lady? She looks at Dora.
1: Yes, I would like to do some good around here.
0: And you? What was the last time? What was the last one? Digger? Digger? What about you, Digger?
3: My name's not Digger. It's Ronnie. Ronnie Stoiche. You can call me that.
0: You want to do some good around here, too?
3: I want to try to help the kids and the people that are left on that ship, that were in that awful fucking hellhole that we came out of, I can tell you that. How much good, that sort of depends,
2: but I'm not out to get you.
0: What about you, Vaticus.
2: We didn't come to take over from where we left off. We came to save ourselves, to save the people we brought from the island. And now we find ourselves with whatever's going on around here. So, if there's anything we can do to help as we try and get our revenge on Count Lowells, we are here to help. What can we do?
1: Does she not recognize Tima? She does not seem to. Okay.
0: She does not seem to. No. Right. Yeah. She does recognize Ray. Obviously, she
1: recognizes everybody else. Yeah.
0: All right. So, you want some information? We got a lot of stuff that needs doing around here. Because as you've probably heard from the captain. Everybody's gone. Counts has gone. Magistrate's gone. Idiot. Fort, keeping it closed. The jerks left, left, their, left their posts of the militia. Priest is gone. We're doing the best we can here to organize things, hunt down what we can, but we're stretched incredibly thin here, see? Crack yourself up! <laughs> oh my god, this was—you did this
4: to yourself. this is your own.
0: Yeah, this is your own.
4: Uh. High waisted, fast talking.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, okay. I love this. This is so awesome. Yeah. yeah, this is great. All right, if you want to do some good, real good, around here, you want to do something that I don't have time to do. Well, we're working on dealing with the folks on that ship, which probably need, we're going to probably need your help with as well. Did they mention on the ship? But they're saying that the witch is back.
4: Yeah, I mentioned that that might be the case.
0: I don't know how to feel about this particular rumor, because... See, on the one hand, if it's true... Well, that's really awful, and we're all fucked. But if it's not true, it could be a colossal waste of my time and resources to track this down. Now, I got three guys. Three guys over at the fish market talking about how they've seen her cave up the shore. You got a little time later today. You check this out. Let me know for fact... If the Freestone Witch is back or not, I don't. I don't intend for you to, to take her on. If you, <laughs> she's there. Then we're all. Then we're all. We're all out of here, right, gang? We're all out of here. But if we can put this rumor to bed and get people to know they don't have to be scared about the witch, it might get a few more people out of their houses and maybe trying to talk to their loved ones who worked up at that fort who are on staff formally at Iris Hill. Who've all been laid off. Might get folks to organize a little bit more? Take some action. Is there something you can do for me? Yes. It yes. sounds right up our alley, actually.
1: Have you noticed the scum in the water?
0: We're getting reports of fish people. I've not seen them with my own eyes. We oh, saw there.
1: them off the bridge on our way over.
0: What did you see, uh, Lucky Jay and the Halfling? It's, like, it's up the fort. Yeah, up the fort. Yeah, right. She did see some up at the fort the other day
1: looking around. And then the other night, uh last night, um some one of us saw a glowing figure, the
0: blue light coming down from the Iris Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, of course, the count's mother is haunting the town now. Yeah, long been a rumor. People see her walking the streets at night. Dead for 20 years, of course, but uh I discounted these rumors before, but now, at this point, I'm willing to believe.
1: And the layoffs you speak of at Iris Hill? Well, what is that in relation to?
0: Before the Count left, everyone was released. Oh. One of the staff, what's her name? Melissa. Uh, Melissa Caroro, sort of the head housekeeper, I, I believe, taken over the estate and uh, kicked everybody out. Right around when the Count left.
4: Did Count Dipshit Lulz make a point of leaving? Or did he, is he a disappearance, if you follow?
0: No, I do. He's reported to have been seen with a large group of folks heading down to the harbor. I think it was a day before the earthquake. You know about the earthquake, right? You felt the oh. earthquake? <laughs> we, we are we a bit familiar about, about that earthquake, earthquake okay. yes. Yes, a group of people down to a ship, heavily laden, hmm. headed off the north, presumably with you, now that I have this information, to Briarstone Island. Hmm. Never seen again.
3: I got a question for you. Who are my people?
0: Ronnie, I don't know how to tell this to you. You killed people that asked questions about you and your background. You told nobody nothing. Except for this guy. She looks over at Grip. A couple of dipshits over at the Stain. I don't know your people. I got a feeling it's Rillaport that you're from, but uh, not entirely sure about that.
3: No, that... I meant who worked for me here. I'm not asking because I want anything from him. I'm asking because I want to be prepared.
0: Mm, she nods at that. Well, then I'd say two guys: Keldrin Mon, Stanhope Nixon. Now Nixon, you don't got to worry about. He's a fucking coward. But uh, Keldrin Mon, he's a piece of shit like you two.
4: Thanks. I bet that's why I kept you around because I would never think to ask a question like that.
3: <laughs> well, there was some reason you liked me
4: said, kept you around <laughs> if you, if you uh.
3: <laughs> One more question. Is there any place around here where we could get a bath?
0: Well, you could up at the Silver Wagon, but. You may have difficulty getting served around here. I don't know, this one. She looks over at Ray. I don't know, if he's gonna get served in a lot of places around here. He's been, uh. He's been fighting recently. Fighting? Beating the shit out of people in bars. Oh, really?
3: Mm. Any particular reason why?
0: I don't know. Because he was an entitled prick, maybe? I don't know what he is now, but...
1: This is very helpful information. I appreciate your forthrightness and generosity.
0: I'm doing the best I can here. And you, I'm sure you understand. As the highly intelligent people I believe the three of you to be... She leaves a grip out of there.
4: (laughs) Wait, what? Never mind. (laughs)
0: You know, we're all dealing with extraordinary times here. I'm trying to keep some things a little close to my vest.
1: God, I want to cast detect thoughts on her so badly. <laughs> I'm afraid it'll go wrong.
0: Check this out. Help work out the details with getting your folks off the ship. Get these things taken care of. Come back and talk to me. And I'll put you to work, and then we can talk a little bit every night. You got some questions for me, I'll answer them for you. You do some work for me, I'll help you out but look if you get back to your old ways I am not interceding on your behalf is that clear understood yeah Hey. goes for everyone here even Annie over there and the uh, (laughs) the the one with the Inquisitor hat just grimaces yeah I call her that because she hates it not her fucking name
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 16 on a sense motive uh huh yeah She seems legit, She seems legit.
3: Well, we should uh, probably
2: be going then. I'm going to check out the cave. Yes. Yeah.
4: Is that first, or are we going to the boat first? What is it we need to work out with them?
0: Like, we need to figure out how they're getting off there? She just basically wants you to make sure that you... Take time to go over with her folks later in the day when they're set to be an intermediary to make sure that everybody who's on the ship understands that they're here to help and to do you know whatever you can to smooth gotcha. things along. So um, some
1: diplomacy checks, possibly so. She does give
0: you a name uh, of a local fisherman named uh, Toli Remsatter, who you can find easily at the uh, fish market, who's been one of the three guys, sort of the main of the three guys talking about, air quotes, seeing the witch mm-hmm. nearby. And he's the one that she would suggest you go talk to first. And you're heading out then? Yeah. As you're heading for the door, Annie makes eye contact with you, Grip, and gives you a a really serious come here gesture with it. She looks a lot like Winter. Like she's dressed up in black chain, black velvet, black leather, black cloak. She looks as though... You know, you learn from Winter that she was from Maiden's Choir Cathedral, like perhaps someone who served there as well with her. Uh, so she, gest- she gestures for you to, to approach her. Do you do that? Uh, yeah. Okay. As you walk over to her, she's looking up into your eyes. She casts her eyes down on the armor you're wearing. She casts her eyes on the cloak that you're wearing. And her face just goes, Oh shit. <laughs> fucking dead. Shit, I just remembered what I'm wearing. And she says, I know what you did. And that's the end of chapter 39. Oh, she doesn't know shit. <laughs> uh... Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S Y R I N S C A B E.com. Opening and closing themes, along with additional music composed by Rob Kozlarik. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration.
4: WTPK. Oh, (laughs) and brilliant!
1: (laughs) Brilliant. Two tag, season two tag. (laughs)